Computer, who's the funniest stand-up comedian? According to Ranker.com users, the top five funniest stand-up comedians of all time are George Carlin, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Bill Burr, and Steve Martin. Okay, so you give him like a, a solid list and you tell me Pat and Oswald? <laughs> I asked you the same thing and you just told me Pat and Oswald. Yeah. Computer, who's funnier, Dave Chappelle or Pat Oswalt? Here's something I found on the web. According to sumonova.com, number one spot goes to Pat Oswalt, who is one of the funniest <laughs> comics around. Did that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Um, welcome to a Thanks special for your feedback. Welcome to a special stand-up comedy themed episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Buya. My name is um. No, no, it's not time. You're here. not ready. No, I wasn't feeling. My name is Awesome Tie. Just Awesome Tie. And just podcast Tie. Uh, this is the the um. I was trying to think of like a pun for Natural Habitat podcast and like to go with stand up somehow. The Natural Chuckle Tat <laughs> Laugh Cast. <The> natural <laughs> Chuckle Chuckle Tat Laugh Cast. Welcome to it. We are in the midst of the uh, the Christmas season. Christmas, as you could tell by the stockings, it is still Christmas time. It's Christmas, Christmas at the time of this recording. Season. I don't know when you're going to be watching this. It might not be Christmas at that point. I mean, it's always Christmas in your heart. In your heart, yeah, yeah, always Christmas in your heart. I mean, even if you don't celebrate it, it's still like it's there. If they cut your heart open, there's a little bit of Christmas they're going to find in there, even if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Very true, and. Um, some say that's why they say that Christmas is like a cancer because it like it grows in your heart. Yeah, like a good like a cancer that like makes you better instead of yeah, like yeah, yeah. die. It makes you die. And it spreads throughout your body yeah, during like, the holidays. Um, yeah, like like Scrooge. He got infected with the, the Christmas cancer <laughs> and it spread throughout him very rapidly. Mm-hmm. And by the end of, you know, the whole story. He was, you know, completely after he got visited by the ghost of Christmas chemo. Yes, I chemo mean, it, future it or whatever. On. Cure. He said, "Little boy, what day is it?" And the boy said, little, "It's Christmas." Little Timmy boy, yeah, yeah. Boy, it's Christmas. No, I think Eve. it was just a. I think it was just it a city. Is, I am. I think it was just like a city boy. It wasn't Timmy that was outside the window. Timmy was like on the on yeah, the yeah, hobbling the cru- and shit, yeah. but he just found like a kid that was like well, running like a, outside. Like just the newspaper boy that, yeah. that would be standing on the corner. And he like, said, you, young newspaper boy, what day what is day it? What day is this? What is this day? And he said, it's my, sir, it's Christmas, sir. Why it's Christmas, sir? Why it's Christmas? Two shekels for a paper, sir. Why don't you celebrate Christmas? And he did. And we all do this time of year. So thank you for taking time out of your celebration and joining us. Can we go ahead and say it? Say Merry Christmas on this podcast? No. No, we, we can reference Christmas and like <laughs> yeah. wish you the best Christmas. Yeah. But like you can't keep say the Merry out of here. Words keep, together. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, the war on Christmas is still in full effect. The war on drugs has, uh, has you know, been coming to a close recently. And all of that energy and effort, I think, has been putting 
been put towards Christmas to fight Christmas. Computer, is the war on drugs over? No, war on drugs is not ovalbumin. Computer, tell us a stand-up comedy joke. Why do chiropractors make great comedians? Why? They love to crack you up. Oh, okay, yeah, like crack your back. Computer, that like wasn't a, very funny. Yeah, it's like a popsicle stick joke. Thanks for letting me know. I'm always working on my jokes. You talking back to me now? <laughs> Computer, you want to fight? No, he's really, he's working on his jokes. Computer, you got, you got security? Computer, you got security? <laughs> he doesn't want to answer. Computer, I think you're a bitch. Ooh. That's not good when you get that noise. That's He said, all right, I'm going to put that on a list. I'm putting you on a list. Uh, and that was you. He could tell that it was your voice and not mine also. Well, he's got to learn to deal with hecklers if he's going to come around here cracking jokes like that. <laughs> Very you know true. What I mean? uh, computer, tell me some irreverent comedy. I know about two Billy Graham comedies, and they are the super and scenes from them all. What? Come again? Computer, tell me some irreverent comedy. I know about three Raven comedies, and they are Death Racers, Cool as Hell, and Juggalo Championship Wrestling Volume 1. Juggalo Championship Wrestling? Is that what he just said? Juggalo Championship Wrestling Volume 1? I'm fairly sure. Nice. All right. Well, I mean, that is some irreverent comedy, I would say. I mean, yeah, you got got, um, ICP. So, um... We are about to venture out of the studio and into the world, um, the post-COVID world of indoor events, and we're going to go to a local comedy venue and see um, comedian and friend of the show, Rick Storer, who is the the opening act. This isn't like a Rick show. This isn't some, yeah. some little uh, bootleg local show. This is an actual tour coming through or something. Right? Yeah, we got we got um Brandon from um Yeah But Still Podcast. Brandon Wardell. Brandon Wardell. I've never really watched much of his stand up, but I listened to the podcast. Um and then the other guy is like a dude that I listened to on that podcast, like just an interview mm-hmm. uh, named Moses Storm. And I don't know how his stand-up is either at all, but his story, like, the story of his life is fucking, like, one of, like, the wildest life stories, like, literally. Really? Yeah. It's, like, See, a two-part I- podcast, like, and he just, like, I mean, he, he, he grew up in a cult, and then um, he did, like, a social project, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. Like, a thing where... um for like a year or something it was like a, i guess like a live art space is how like it would have been like zoned but it was um anybody could come and go in this like you it was like a house set up yeah. it wasn't like an actual house it was like a house in a warehouse but like a living like you know like living quarters yeah that's called and, something and anybody could like just come and go and like and, yeah and like artists come through and like it's just like a bunch of a uh, weird fucking transients and shit, but like not in well, a probably some, but like it, but I mean, it's like you know, like it's called like an open space or something like that. Some no, no, like he was like a, an exhibition, like he was the like Subway sponsored that, like it's really wild. What? Fucking. Oh, okay, yeah, like <laughs> an art exhibition where like um, he was basically on 
on display for 24 hours a day and people could just walk in. It's like a human and, in a Yeah, like a, a human zoo. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Dang. And then he just lived his life in there and people came and watched it. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, like people would watch him like fuck and like just, I mean, go about his his life. Just whatever he would do in life. Yeah. Uh, and like some, you know, like some homeless people would come and just use it as like an excuse to get out of the cold and shit. But like. Who would? Yeah. And people would part people like college kids would go there to like just party, you know, because it's like yeah, crazy story though. So I'm curious to see how his stand up comedy is. Damn, I probably nuts. just gave like a horrible recap of of everything I heard. But see, you sent me that uh, that episode of him on the Gabbit Still podcast. Yeah, and then I started listening to it, but I didn't really get past their like opening banter. Yeah. and stuff in it. Yeah, sometimes that's extensive, and then uh, then it didn't really grab me. Yeah. So I, so I turned it off, and then I took note for our podcast. Yeah, but um, it'll be a a good man. I went time. To go, it'll be fun. I went to go light that uh water vapor, and there's already a water vapor here. Well, well there you have it. So we, uh, since we're going out of the house, and we are going to be uh going to the stand up show tonight, and we're going to be capturing some footage of that. We decided that we would prepare ourselves for the inevitable heckler. People have been cooped up inside, you know, quarantined. Oh, you think you're funnier than me? You think you're funnier than me? Oh, you want to come up here, buddy? You want to come up here and you try You want to give it a shot? You want to give it a shot? Here, let's let this jackass come up here and think he can do my job better than I can do it. I'm the comedian here. No, no, sit back there. I didn't mean literally. I did not mean literally. You sit back. No, no. You cannot have them. That's going to happen a lot. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's, it's probably probably every show. I'm thinking, like, that's how I picture it. And then less and less throughout the next, like, six months or whatever. So people get accustomed to sitting and listening. You know, it's hard for people to sit and listen and not make it about them, you know. <coughs> but uh, we, you know, I might be one of the hecklers. Now that I think about it, I got I a lot like to I'm say. I feel like I'm more of a heckler than a comedian. Really. I got witty you know? things like, to I got, say. I got way more like witty, you know, like mm-hmm. interjections about like how someone's doing something wrong more than like creative original content mm-hmm. about my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like just coming up with something off the spot is a lot yeah, harder. Yeah, I'm than not your I'm not your sit and write jokes type comedian. I'm more of like reacting you know, in the moment, bust on somebody else's jokes yeah. type of comedian. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I'm more of like a comeback comedian. So. So I need, in order for me to do my job as a comeback comedian, I have to go to these comedy shows and let you, basically, you know, it's like a role reversal. You don't realize it, but you're you're heckling me, and <laughs> I'm the one who's overcoming it. You're in the and, gym, really. You're practicing. Yeah, this and is I'm, I'm, I'm exercising my craft as a comeback comedian by, mm-hmm. by busting your balls and your chops. So it's a give and a take. And, you know, I uh, I'm not you know, building this skill like you, but I also have a problem with, uh, you know, I'll come up with something that I think is real funny and I'll say, and a lot of times it isn't. And sometimes it is, but I could see myself yelling out something in the crowd. I never would be that type of guy before. You should be like, you're not funny. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. (laughs) You know? So, and then then, like, I imagine it's going to be like, um, 
when you're in like like elementary school and like you you they're yell, all gonna laugh you yell you. out something at the teacher mm-hmm. like picture the teacher as the stand-up comedian on the stage yeah and you're you're the class clown mm-hmm. you yell out something funny the rest of the class you <laughs> know <laughs> they're gonna they're yeah. gonna laugh at me now you're getting more laughs than the and, comedian did. yeah and then you know like they send me to the principal's office which is basically me being escorted out of the comedy the show. principal's office uh, yeah you get escorted out of the comedy show and then the principal's like lauren michaels and you're really you're giving your one on one audition for SNL when you talk to the principal, because if you can make the principal laugh, then you get a free scholarship full ride. And I feel like um, a good way to get like a impromptu um, audition on SNL would be to uh, get an audience, get an audience pass for their their taping on on, I, I would assume Saturday it being live. Yeah, they do. They would tape on. You get an audience pass and you go there and start heckling because it's live. So, like, think about that. Yeah. You just start shouting out stuff. I mean, you're going to have to be loud. You're going to have to be really loud. But Another um, another good thing to do is you could go and you could apply. This is what I'm thinking is that you you apply for a job that is not a uh, not a acting job. I'm talking like custodian. Um, yeah, with the labor shortage, you should be able to get in something. Preferably you know I mean? someone on the like AV team. And if not, you make friends with the sound guy. Start hooking him up with weed, bringing him uh, you know, mushrooms or whatever. Learn about his kid and his dog. Then you have him mic you up one night, one Saturday night. Billie Eilish is performing and the musical guest at the same time. You're waiting for her to go up and do her monologue. You're out there, you're mopping, you know, you're just mopping up. You got a mic, a, unbeknownst to anyone, a lav on. And as soon as she goes up and she says, hey, thank you for coming. You know, when I was told that I was going to host Saturday Night Live and be the musical guest, I was like, oh, oh. wow, that's a lot of work. And then you say, tell a joke. But it comes out, it goes through your mic out of everything. And onto the live broadcast, into Lorne Michaels' office, through the filter, out to the he's airwaves. Got like a, he's got like a little earpiece, probably. He Yeah, yeah uh-huh. he has the earpiece. He and hears it. Going. He picks up the green phone, which is because, you know, you get a green light at SNL, yeah, not a red phone. Sure. Picks up the green phone and he goes, who said that? They're hilarious. Let me get. It took a lot of balls to do that, kid. <laughs> it took a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you're wheeling, you're dealing. It's Saturday night. It's Monday morning. Where'd Sunday go? You know, it's a blur. And you're doing coke. You're fucking, you're doing a Belushi. You're Chris Farleyan. And you're on your way to success. And that's what every comedian wants is drugs, success, death. Um, It's like a self-deprecation thing. You look at the ones left, it's just your spades mm-hmm. and your Schneiders. All the good ones are dead. Yeah. All the good ones are dead. Um, so I think that that is probably uh, plausible, too. You know, just you need to get a job at SNL, whatever it may be. Get your heckle on the main stage. And you're the king, baby. So do that, Brandon Wardell. Now, you know what? I feel like there's an opening for in the comedy <coughs> world is a new is a new carrot top. Like a modern day carrot top, a prop like comic? a new prop com- comedian, and um, I feel like the door is wide open for that. 
Because we haven't heard from Carrot Top, you know, in, in, in a good decade or so. Well, Carrot Top's doing like he, a residency in Vegas. Well, that's fantastic. But when was the last time you heard any any new or like saw Carrot Top in like a movie or like yeah. saw him on like a late night show? I guess they made fun of him in Family Guy. Well, he did a bunch of steroids and got weird surgeries and looks like he's like all like... You know, like physically, physically unpleasant to look at now. And I don't think anybody really wants to see that, you no. know, especially on television. Maybe you go, you know, for a night in Vegas. Sure. But, um, uh, computer, what's Carrot Top's net worth? Carrot Top is worth an estimated 70 million U.S. dollars. Oh, see, 70 got, million. I mean, he's caked for that, up. Res- that residency. Yeah. But you're right. He's not relevant anymore. Computer, what is a new Who's a new prop comedian? I think I might have messed that one Here's up. Here's something I found on the web. According to Middle.in, it is a ready to move in property. Nope. Nope. Computer. Who's the next top prop comic? Who's America's next top prop Here's comic? Here's something I found on the web. <laughs> According to graphicpolicy.com, Dark Horse is now in the top spot, followed by IDW and then DC Comics, Darby Pop, and San Diego Comic Con. Those are comic brands. Dark, uh, Dark Horse is uh, a new prop comic, I guess. Yeah. That actually probably wouldn't be bad. Like, yeah, kind of lean into a weird gimmick like that. Yeah, so they call me Dark Horse because I've got this, this, it's, it's a dark horse here. And he pulls out a horse? Like a stuffed horse? Or? Yeah, like a stuffed horse. Okay. And then he's all, uh. But it's got, it's got like a, you know, like a, like a, um, facial expression that is un. Be, you know, like untypical of a, a horse, and he's all like, it's like a like a people face, like a like an attitude, like a bad boy face. He's all like, hey, horse. so it looks like uh, what is this a uh, bachelorette party here? Uh, well, someone uh, lost their bridal party, huh? And you pull out like a horse uh, bridal. Is that a thing? Yeah, a horse bridal. Yes. So you pull that out and you go, hey, double meaning. Because also another big thing, if you're trying to be a comedian, a lot of people out there are trying to get into comedy. You know. I know I thought about it. And the main thing that you want to do is double meanings, callbacks. Okay. These are, these are the things that make, that get the pop. You know, you call back to things. <laughs> See? I remember, pop. I remember five minutes ago. You remember when I just said callback a second ago? I mean, I called back <laughs> to it right away. It's, uh-huh. it's fucking genius. Then um, uh, double meanings also. You want to go, uh, you want to be like, uh, you want to go, uh, you want to be like, uh, you want to go, you want to be like, uh, I'm a, I'm a ham. And, uh, then you pull out a ham. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got it. See, it got a pop. So, um, that's just some advice that I would give to our aspiring comedians. Do you have props. any advice for what to do? Props? Yeah, props, props, props. Like I said, the door's wide open for the for America's next top Would you prop consider comic. Jeff Dunham a prop comic? No. No, he's a puppeteer. A bad puppeteer. A ventriloquist. Yeah. No, he's a puppeteer. A puppeteer. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I wouldn't even give him like yeah. ventriloquist clout. Um, yeah. So props is one way to go. I'm thinking um, really push the line. Like I'm thinking, like like just like a mean comic, yeah. Like someone who's just you know not necessarily racist or like bigoted, but just but like, like a, a dick. No, just like a dickhead, com- <laughs> you know, like just kind of like mean to everybody. See, now I would say that 
Also, not very relevant anymore. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik was probably the last like dick comic that was just like an asshole that everybody hated, but was funny. It was just real dry about it. He's, you know. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like a like a hateable, real hateable comic. Because everyone's yeah, just, so lovable and relatable. That's not what you want. You want hateable. You want to be a little bit risque. Uh, uh like risque. show a little skin. Just just risque. And also risk B. <laughs> 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 I feel I feel like you want to be a little bit risque, uh-huh. risque at times, mm-hmm. risque. And before you deliver your punchline, you want to kind of like look around, yeah, and just kind of nod at everybody, like nod at the crowd, mm-hmm. and just give them a little, let, let them it, know that the punchline's coming. Let that it way, marinate a little. That bit. way, like, yeah, it sets in. And, and also it <laughs> Oh, oh, hey, that's and then, funny. And then after, after, um, that's you funny. deliver your joke. You're gonna want to twirl the microphone around by the cord. I'm not actually doing it just because this is just a demonstration, but you can do it a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe throw it. Uh huh. And uh, just a little, a little flare with a microphone is all you need. That's another thing: the microphone, the microphone cord, and the stool. These are all props. So again, you know, props, 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 props. props. So you're gonna want to, you know, lay the stool down on its side and like mount it and like do like a. You could be like fucking the oh, stool, yeah. doing like a sex joke. The microphone can be a dick. Yeah. For any time you need to show your dick, you just mm-hmm. you hold the microphone like to your <coughs> to your groin area. Yeah. Like it, like it's your dick. It could be a dick. Or you could do like a, it could also be a mouth dick. Yeah. And it could be, uh, if you want to do long dick, you could do swing it, you know, but like down here, you can't see it, but maybe you can on the camera. Swing that dick, long dick style. Pretty much anything could be a dick, really. (laughs) Remember that? Long dick style or whatever. I never saw that bit. I just heard about it. You going to learn today or whatever. You don't know what I'm talking about? No, like I, I, I'm from. I don't know the origin. I remember it was like a big thing that popped one day, and uh, I went out to Shandon, and it was like me and Nick and Charlie was out there one of the times when he was like off of drugs. Just and, people that all our listeners know, <laughs> and uh, he was like, uh. Your wife's going to get fucked long dick style. She going to learn today. It sounds like I got porn. And then everybody laughed. And then everybody like said it a bunch of times and they all got it. And I didn't know what it was and I didn't ask. And I just kind of like giggled awkwardly. Yeah. And just, you know. But then I've heard it referenced throughout like that. I think last couple of years. And I think um, it's like, a you know, like the wife's going to be penetrated. By by this long dick to yeah. the point where she's gonna like get like a lesson learned, like she's gonna you know whatever the lesson needed to be taught. It's gonna be, be a. It uh, could be like hey you know like, um, don't don't leave, don't leave your um makeup on the counter. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, but like either that. way, it's gonna be a long hard winter. Because of uh. Winter is coming. Uh, yeah, winter is coming. <laughs> you just, yeah, that's what I meant to reference. Yeah, Game Game of Thrones. So we have um this Game of Thrones. We, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll put it on the screen. Uh, 
I'll put fucking Jon Snow or whatever, and I'll say winter is coming. <laughs> was winter it winter? Is... Was it an actual physical winter in the show as well as oh, yeah. his last name being Snow? Yep. So it was like doubled up on the winter. Double meaning. Double meaning and props, right? There was props. Props. Game of Thrones, you know, like the great throne. comedy show. Thrones and props. One of the funniest shows in TV history, frankly. Mm-hmm. There was also um, Cheers. Another funny show. Happy Days. Yeah. Happy Day. Uh, Happy Days kind of jumped the shark if you ask, if you ask me. <laughs> Double meaning. It's because there was no, I'm not going to I'm not going to explain. No, I got it, right? Cuz there was an episode of Happy Days where Artie disappeared where, where the fawns jumped a shark on water skis and this may sound hilarious, but it was actually considered widely to be the the um downhill point. Yeah. For happy days, they had run out of ideas, and he see he made the joke. He he said jump the shark there, but he used it. I guess he didn't use it. He used there was about happy days. There was just one. It was just actually. about happy days. But I I put a shark on the screen. In post, can we also get like a little fawns, just a tiny fawns, so people know who that is? Because nobody knows who that is either. Just, just for the sake of it, yeah. Because I, I feel like us talking hasn't been very funny. Mm-hmm. We should yeah. probably um, jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. Also, that's a good thing too. Is flair? I don't know. Did you see Bo Burnham? Yeah, like a colorful outfit. Special? Like a, uh, no. Like Bo Burnham does like a lot of different lighting and and sound tricks. You do it. You go, hey, yo, DJ, and then the DJ plays a beat. Uh, I was there's like a, a lot of like um, Bernie Mac does like colorful suits. Yeah, that is like very effective. Honestly, like someone comes out in a colorful suit, like a Steve Harvey, Doctor Steve Harvey, or <laughs> Doctor Steve Harvey. <laughs> this sounded good. Oh man, you know what's wild? Did you watch any of the Tiger King stuff? Yeah. Did you watch the new season that came out? I don't think I watched it all. I watched the first. Okay, so so the new season's out. They uh they didn't talk about Doc Antle, right? Oh yeah, uh the guy who fucking Britney Spears was like a tiger girl at a zoo for like a couple years when she was a kid. He's got celebs there all the time. Doc Antle, shout out! (laughs) I see you. I follow you on friend of the show. Friend of the show, Doc Antle. Yes. (laughs) Um. There's a new uh season out called Tiger King's Doc Antle and it's a documentary just about him made by the same people yeah, and shit. Let's, let's give them in his, his clout cuz he was the, lit. he was like the 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 um the Hugh Hefner the, the Tiger breakout world. star of 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 yeah definitely the Hugh Hefner but he was like the breakout star I felt like him and the um the the one of them just died did you hear that like shot himself no which one? Computer. Which cast member of Tiger King recently murdered themselves or committed suicide? Hmm. I don't know that. Oh, yeah. You don't know that? Computer. Which cast member of Tiger King was recently killed? Here's something I found on the web. All right. According to the HollywoodGossip.com, uh-huh. Eric Cowley, one of the zookeepers who rose to unexpected fame as a main cast member on the Netflix documentary Tiger King in the spring of 2020, was found dead in New York City on Friday, September 3rd. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy with the glasses and the long hair. I feel like there was another he one. He's like, hey, man. No, I swear there's another one. Uh, 
Well, um, yeah, that's wild. Yep. So, um, oh yeah, we were supposed to fucking be talking about sexual harassment and stuff. I totally forgot. Oh yeah. (laughs) Listen up, you little fucking punks from Atascadero High School. You think you can go around uh, <laughs> saying whatever you want online, being little bullies, little yeah. fucking punks? We see you. We see you. We see, we see everything you, that you and say. And if, if we see you, imagine who else is seeing you. The we FBI, see it all. All right. The let, CIA. Let me just tell you. You know what? Yeah, you're you're a minor right now, and I can't touch you right now. Mm. You're not going to be a minor forever. But who says we need to touch you to hurt you? No. Yeah. Just know the the sticks and stones may break bones, but words will never hurt anyone. The only the only person you're hurting is your reputation as being a gentleman. Yeah. And we don't appreciate wh- what you're doing. We don't appreciate the conduct. We're not going to call out any names or, or you know. But we see you. But we see you. And you we little don't. fucking punks. I we already don't. hate Atascadero, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate fucking driving around this town. It's the worst fucking design town of all time. Like, like don't make me. Don't make me. Don't. So Don't well, test a motherfucker. That's for another time, but we just want to say that we're aware of it and don't. Okay, stop. Cut it out. Cut it we're out. We're gonna put everybody Cut it on out. blast. Cut it out. Okay, so I have um, what is arguably the worst stand-up comedy routine ever. I think if we watch this, this will prepare us for tonight because nothing can be worse than what this is. So let's just dive into this. Hit me. So this kind of starts uh, abruptly. Someone started recording because I guess they realized that this was going to be a fucking shit show and pulled their phone out. And just so you know, that's us. So I hope you guys are ready to have some fun because otherwise we're going to get fucked by a bunch of fucking cockroaches and grasshoppers. So, Wiggy, I know you're looking at me like, yeah, let's go. I still <laughs> Whatever. You know what, no offense, but since it's my last night, you're gayer than the ace of fucking spades, you're queer than the $3 bill, and fucking A. Don't the <laughs> How good are you at giving head? So, this guy um, has, I think that he has it in his head, like, what he wants to do. Like, the delivery isn't there but like the blueprints are it seems like like remember how how long has it been like realistically in like the pop culture or not pop culture but just in culture in general to where like because i remember i remember like in like maybe the mid 90s when um you know, like it might be funny to just like say some homophobic random shit, you know, yeah. just be like, Yeah, how about you suck my dick, you queer? And like that might like get like children to laugh but like this is like a grown man like doing stand-up see what it's just wild what it seems like to me is that this guy that was his last interaction with like a big group of people was high school which was you know 20 years ago or whatever i mean you also can't by by the video quality we can't tell when this was filmed so it may may yeah well well this video is already 10 years old but still it's just crazy so um, I'm thinking he's very like he's for I sure like that, a small town like yeah small town and he's out of touch and he works at this he's probably worked at this factory his whole life with the same three dudes and they all are make the same jokes that they made from high school and nobody ever gets like uh, nobody 
corrects their errors of their way. And I also feel like this isn't necessarily even like a stand up open mic. This is just like a bar that had like a mic. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it shows us anything outside I mean, there, he, of this he has the area. stool he has the stool he does have the so stool. he's got the props he needs he's got the mic he could use there, that as a dick at any point there is but no, he's choosing to he's choosing to go the homophobic route hey well we still have plenty of time on this video you never know he could use it as a dick and he did have the misdirect that's another thing he had a misdirect at the end which is another cornerstone of comedy you make him think you're going one way and booyah you take a left Instead of going right, and they zig. never saw it coming. They think you're zigging, you're zagging, and you're out of there. They, you think, you're, they think you're skipping and you're, you're scow- scowling, mm-hmm. scurrying. So once you juke your way out of that. Wait, what? Juke your way out of that. Once you juke out of that, then <laughs> Did you... we do this in the last episode? Did we not? <laughs> <laughs> once you juke out of that. There, now it's a joke. Uh, how, how did the word juke come up in two consecutive episodes anyways? I don't know, man. You just like say juke a lot? No, I've just, for some reason, we just, we were talking about zigging and zagging. I mean, there's, there's juke and I guess going, there's a lot of juke. I'm a football on. guy and you know that, Ty. You're a known me. football guy, Mikey Booyah. So juke is a head, that's like yeah, a it's, button. It's, it's a button on the Madden, Madden controller, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh... You never know what this guy's going to do because he had his misdirect. He said, you're gayer, queer than a $3 bill. How good do you give head? Did you even know that there's no $3 bill? So that's what that's what makes it. No, like- there's a $3 bill. It has Bill Clinton on it. No. And it's a novelty item. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That sure. you buy from like Spencer's yeah. Gifts. I remember it was big in the 90s. $3 bill with Clinton's face on it. Okay. Okay. So that's what he's talking about. And it said in cigars. And he's like, this is, that's, that's pretty queer, but you're even queerer than that. Even queerer. Well, you know, what? so he says, I'm good at giving it, but I'm better at receiving it. So he's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're gay. How about you, you perform about you oral sex on me? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll take okay. Cause, uh, you know what? I'm He's like, no. even even if even if I'm you're not that good at performing you. oral sex, I'll still take it because I no, want I'd your ra- mouth. Rather have you teeth me and rape me to shit than actually fucking give you any sort of satisfaction. So he wants really? he but wants you know to be. Ra- cool I mean, like, yeah. because he's way too fat for me, dude. Hmm. I just don't roll like that. No offense. Fat shaming. So he's. I think he's possibly like like a closet closet gay. And like he's he actually wants all these things, mm-hmm. and he's just I mean, just real aggressive about it for some reason. But uh, I I also don't know if he knows these people or not. It seems like this is a small town bar. I feel I feel like there's a very small chance that he just came in off the street, walked up to the stage, and started talking. He was hanging out with these people beforehand, so he feels like he has some sort of rapport with them. And that comedy is about roasting your friends, you know? Yeah, oh, okay. So this is a roast. That's that's another... Another another cornerstone of comedy. comedy. Roasting. roasting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some call it bullying. Um, some call it insulting people. Some call it just being nasty. Uh-huh. But I, I call it roasting. I call it and the sizzle. If you want to be number one in comedy, you got to be a top-notch roast. Yeah, master. you got to be quick. You got you, you to... Gotta, you got to get that roast right in the oven and, and just pop it out and have it sizzling hot mm-hmm. and ready to serve up to these these cats. Serve up to to 
whoever you're you're being mean to, I guess. Yeah, serve it up in an ashtray on a hot and on a call hot it a plate of roast. Call it a pot roast. You just take this. You take this roast and you, this hot roast and you eat it. Yeah, eat it and they eat it. You shove it down their gullets. <laughs> shove it in their face. Mm-hmm. I'm shove this hot roast in your face. So. uh... <laughs> I'm, gonna shove this, I'm gonna shove this hot roast in your face. And there's really no limit to how mean you could be. If we've learned anything from the Comedy Central roasts, from the roast of uh, Snoop Dogg, the roast of uh, David Hasselhoff, or whatever, the roast of um, the Jonas Trump? Brothers, there was a Trump roast, the Jonas Brothers roast that recently happened on uh, Netflix that was not mean at all. Did you see that? Just complimentary Jonas Brothers roast. It was, yeah, it was the Jonas Brothers family roast, and it was rated like G. And it was, uh, it was like, this guy's not the greatest gift giver, is he, Dad? I like, I I skimmed through it. I I still picture the the Jonas Brothers as being like these children, and they're like men in their 40s. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird, though. though. Like, I I feel like they aged wrong. Like they age differently than us. I think I was diff- never quite way. fully familiar with who they are. I just like almost know of them, and I have like a Jonas Brothers Burger King crown that I've saved over the years. But yeah, like I think that what happened was that the Jonas Brothers blew when they were like teenagers, and I heard about them ten years after that. But I heard about them as teenagers. So in my head, I placed them at that old at that time. So then flash forward 10 years, I think that they're going to be in their early 20s. Computer, who is the funniest Jonas brother? Computer, who's the ugliest Jonas brother? Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. Computer, what can you tell us about the Jonas brothers? Here's what I found from the web. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are often seen showing off their love for each other. But in a new clip from the Jonas Brothers' new Moments Between the Moments miniseries, the singer-actor reveals that he fears being a good husband to his wife, brother, and son. Oh, hey, I just got audio on computer. Ask him another question. Computer, play the Jonas Brothers. No, don't do that. This computer, is Jonas Brothers computer don't you play the Jonas Brothers. Stop. Stop. Computer. Computer. Stop. 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 Jonas. Computer. Knock it off. Stop. Hey. Hey. Pipe. Computer, don't you ever play the Jonas Brothers. This is Jonas Brothers from Spotify. Computer. Stop. Jesus. We're going to get sued by the Jonas Brothers. We're talking about their roast and how it wasn't mean enough, and then we play their copywritten content. Computer, are the Jonas Brothers involved in any active lawsuits? Sorry, I don't know that. Computer, who is the Jonas Brothers' attorney? Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. That's Computer, odd. Computer, what, what is the Jonas Brothers' favorite food? Sorry, I couldn't understand, but I may have a few recommendations. There's a skill called my favorite food. Would you like to try it? No. No. Computer, why are you hiding so much about the Jonas Brothers? What What are you keeping from us? Here's something I found on the web. According to therichis.com, 
Turner and Jonas managed to keep their relationship hidden from the public for a number of months despite being Com- spotted at events together. Computer, that's to- that same statement you made previously. Computer, um, I don't know. This I is don't kinda- have an answer for that. Computer, do you withhold information from us? Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. Oh, okay. Suddenly this guy's pleading the fifth, Mr. Tightlips over here. Hmm. Computer, you're on thin ice. Hmm, I don't have an answer for that. You don't have an answer for much, do you? <laughs> you know what, that'd be great. That you can, before you say anything, like, no offense, but I just want to say you're a fucking fat fucking douchebag moving motherfucker. I wouldn't fucking put my guy anywhere near you. Oh, so he's like a Rhode Island guy. Cool guy. I see. Dom Herrera. No offense. Thank you for calling out Dom Herrera. You, you know what? Fucking... You're gonna fuck fucking wake in the bathroom. Fuck you. Yeah, see, I don't think yeah. this is stand-up comedy. I think this is just some dude in a bar that like grabbed a mic and is like talking so to his friends. You're a fucking douchebag. You know what's sitting in the front? Of the I feel like it's either either. Anyway, no. Super late. Uh, Here we go. He's gonna start a joke. I'm glad you two are enjoying it because you know what? I can kind of see the two of us. Yeah, it's just so bad. You expect it to be like so so cringe that it's funny, but it's just really not. There's just nothing funny about this dude, this this guy. So yeah, if I wasn't afraid of getting herpes, I'd fuck her too. And then it's just silence. And then she goes, "Excuse me." This is unfortunate, really. His behavior—it's just disgraceful. It was. It was. Oh wait, no. Here we go. This is. Is this the set now? Are this, these yeah. the jokes? This Hit is, me with the jokes, this man. This is our proof. Hit, oh, right yeah, here. that's another thing you got to do. Hit him with the jokes? Is, no, <laughs> after, you, after you make your punchline, mm-hmm. um, like a, a solid move, a power move, is to look at your audience and do this little hand gesture here. Give me, give me the laughs. Let me let me get those laughs. Wiggle your fingers. Put your palms out. Wiggle your fingers forward. Yeah, give me those laughs. Give me, give me, give me the laughs. Mm-hmm. That's that, a, that'll get you more more applause. That's great advice. So right here, he proves to us that this is a comedy show. You know what? It's a comedy show, dear. You're gonna roll. It with the was. Punches. It was. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh, all you want to do. Okay, so I'm watching golf earlier, right? And obviously, that's the most boring fucking shit to watch. You know the difference between fucking looking for a golf ball in a G spot. A guy will spend 20 minutes looking for a fucking golf ball. Real. Yeah, that was good. That was a good joke. One of Planet Earth's jokes. The G-spot on the woman... um, Tip, you know, notoriously difficult to find for some men, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, Golf balls, you hit them, you hit them out... You, you gotta look for him. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, also, <laughs> notoriously hard to find. Hard to find. Yeah, but a guy he likes playing golf. He doesn't care about vagina. <laughs> men don't like vagina. Yeah, men you want, want play, you golf. Want golf. You want hunting. Mm-hmm. You want sports. Mm-hmm. You want beer. Mm-hmm. You want America. Um. So, uh, for people so that out was, there, that was the joke. Yeah. You see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Golf ball, vagina. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, some of these are just complex. So you I like, got to break them down. You know what I mean? Like, there should probably be like an episode where they're just breaking down my breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a whole commentary on it. And B 
because, you know, that was a bit in all seriousness for people out here who are having trouble finding the G spot. It's in it's inside the vagina. Oh, yeah. You just way like deep. A lot of people deep. think it's outside. No, you think it, it's no, that's the butthole. You're I, it's again, inside. You got that's long dick style. Yeah, or long dick. You got, you gotta, <laughs> you're going to learn the day. Call back. Call back. Go, oh, boop. Oh yeah, another oh. thing. Another thing to do, or or maybe this is what the crowd does is um they like <laughs> like they whoop and pump their their fist <laughs> when something's really funny like that's you know like that's like the crescendo from the crowd like that's yeah. that's them giving you their maximum and, is, or is when they start or you get an so which is a business term for standing ovation. Oh yeah, or, or the double. Yeah, I I want it to look like the like the foreground of like a final fight game. You know how there's like characters that are just like rooting on the fight, but they're not like part of the game. They're not on your plane. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's what I want. They have like a few frames animated. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really, come on. That fucking bomb. Well, apparently all the old people have fucking left, but fuck you guys anyway. Do you think that that's how um, this is going to end tonight? With just one of the comedians, like, <laughs> yeah. just bombing and insulting us all? I hope so. Do you think Rick? Um, yeah, Maybe. I made the mistake of uh, marrying a... Do you think Rick's uh, nervous? That's what you would call Maybe. it. Maybe. Um, Being, like, the, the, the opener on a, on a big stage, like the, the siren in Morro Bay? We should find out. Computer, call Rick Storer. I couldn't find that name in your contacts. There's uh-huh. a lot you can't find tonight, computer. You're really <laughs> testing me. Never mind. Canceling. I You're think we might just have to go ask Rick in person. And then, we can, call and then we can just... You think he's busy? Probably. <laughs> right before a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I won't call him. Anyways. We'll just go ask him in person. Yeah. But let's... Uh, oh, yeah, let's, let's see. Get Women? Uh, you're not going to hurt my feelings. It's not going to work. I can't imagine I can. Nope. I mean, unless I was the teller at fucking KFC. It's not going to work. I can't imagine I can. Nope. I mean, unless I was the teller at fucking KFC saying you can't have the double stack with extra cheese. Oh! The double stacks of... Oh! The double stacks of Wendy's Island. So that was the joke there. So he's... he's, A double meaning. Double meaning. Don't ruin the set. You're doing good. Double meaning. Yeah. Oh, this comes. You're, you're funnier than your fucking boyfriend, and he's not here. Again, Dude, we need to get her up here with a fucking. You don't got jokes. You don't need jokes. You make them up on the spot. You go up there and you start pointing out people's imperfections and their appearance, and that hurts them. So, so then they laugh when you move on to somebody else. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, thank God." It's like a mob rule kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's like in this fucking place, men. Why did they do it? To get laid. Bullshit. <laughs> what did I mean, he's, he's making some, some solid points. Yes! Yes, supporting real comics. I didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> oh, damn, there's a crowd. You hear that? Again, so there's that's, a crowd. That's what I'm planning on doing tonight. If any of these comics, if any of these comics get Speaking out of out. line... I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna perform as as a comeback comic. When they go, comeback you think comedian. you can do it any better? And then you're gonna fucking. It's like, oh, look at this one. 
Winning me at this Italian restaurant tonight. The server told me the lasagna pit my dick in the dirt. Now, like, a guy hit me up at 2.30 in the morning, and he said, if you come to this jack-in-the-box parking lot, I will blow you in your car and buy you a chicken sandwich. And I was just like... It's late. It's, I should be eating a chicken sandwich this late. That's, that's irresponsible behavior. It's how I got in this situation in the first place. It's going to be funny at points. I'm going to take some breaks. Just kind of get used to this pace. We've had about one and a half big laughs. So then I'm going to take a second from me and then we'll get back to the... I don't know what to start with. I don't want to be black yet. I'm not going to do that. Don't want to be black just yet. Oh my God, I'm gonna fuck all these kids. <laughs> I love you, I love you.